Uduwasha city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow. 800 years ago, the gates of death were broken by the Emperor Immortal. The five key bearers, however, had already unlocked them and walked right through. It is in Uduwasha city they dwell. Now, the ghost field breathes next to our reality, lit by the eternal flame of the well of Udu. It is a second skin, a place where thought and will struggle against gravity and light. In other places, the dead congregate in the ghost field, but in Uduwasha, the well city, the hell city, they fall straight into the flames. See its glittering districts, Chitichpur, where the rich plot to buy the horizon, Bundavest, where the refugees of two different nations flock, and Pasarhandu, the vertical maze of market and murder. And here is Udepat, where the ceaseless temple resides. Its inhabitants, a family, a snake, and a god. The temple has stood since before the gods of this world were forgotten. Watch as it turns the wheels of revolution. Welcome to Desperate Retune, an actual play podcast about people who take risks so they can survive against the odds. Last time on Desperate Retune, the crew put their plan to steal tools for Harzil into motion. They were to steal a carriage from the Udipud Development and Restoration Commission, drive in as legitimate buyers, take the tools, and leave behind a check signed by Harzil as payment. We open with Freya and Joan trying to sneak into the commission compound with Vickers and her roof ballers keeping watch from a nearby rooftop and a bus station around a corner. There was an immediate problem. At that very moment, Imperial Inspector Constance Constable was trying to gain entry to the compound to investigate their connection to the temple and in turn to Freya. Luckily, Lieutenant Constable didn't recognize Freya behind her magnificent fake mustache, but the scene at the gates made it near impossible for Freya to get in. The compound foreman was refusing to let the constable in despite her search warrant, and the two were locked in a heated argument. Freya and Joan could have subtly followed in constable's wake if she could gain access, but the inspector was frustratingly disciplined and she refused to use her wide-ranging powers to force entry. So, a boss, the Iruvian nationalist, urged an imperial officer to take a much more authoritarian approach against Iruvian labor. It worked only too well, and the lieutenant threatened to place everyone in the compound under arrest, effectively placing it under lockdown. Thinking quickly, Vickers threw down a roof ball to distract the officer. Constable knew that the temple and Freya were connected to a roof ball team, and she was tempted to pursue the new lead. Her mind was made up when Freya conjured up a roof ball man who taunted her with calls of Come on and slam, welcome to the jam, and she took off in hot pursuit of the roof ball miscreant. With the compound in disarray, Freya, Joan, and Abbas easily strolled in, picked up a six-legged transport golem, and rode towards the imperial quarter in style. On the way, they realized that the golem was keeping a log of his movements. To avoid being tracked, the crew attuned to the golem and gave the thing amnesia. As they were fiddling around with his memories, the crew realized that the golems were kind of like people, and they gained a deep satisfaction from doing their jobs. To give the golem a deserved treat, the crew took it for a joyride around town, stopping at a tea house on the way for a nice break. Meanwhile, Vickers and the roofballers were waiting at the rail station. Disguising themselves as ordinary workers wasn't good enough for Augustus Khan, the team's showman, and they put on an impromptu mime show for good measure. And now, in the aftermath of afternoon tea and street theater, we pick up the rest of the story. I think that like, uh, what ends up happening is that you put on a performance of something that nobody can quite tell what it is. But you manage mm-hmm. to put on something that is like, oh, it's just one, uh, another of these like, you know, street theater buskers, you know, they're everywhere. 
you know, this kind yep. of thing. And it kind of just gets like, I think you get a little bit of like uh, a crowd. And I think when you finish, it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. But they're not really doing an encore. So what we are putting on, by the way, is uh, I am putting on uh, one of Abbas's lectures because it's the only thing I know about Indonesian culture, but in the form of mine. Wow. So it will be very, very incomprehensible what is going on. There is a lot of imitating snakes. Abbas, is there any way I can get you to tell me what lecture that they are uh, acting up? Hmm. I think it must be some sort of fable or moral story yeah, right, yeah, that we are acting out. Yeah. Okay. Um, what would be funny to act out? I don't know, like a, some kind of snake charmer thing. The 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 perils of uh, like a, even the wisest snake can be charmed by, but you know, people with ill intentions. And this allegory has something to do with snake charmers, and that's what you're acting out. Uh huh. Yes, yes. Perfect. So <laughs> yeah. Augustus Khan has volunteered himself for the role as the snake charmer, <laughs> and then he is like attempting to wow and dazzle the perform the the audience while the rest of the crew. I think it sucks. Is playing the snake just because she likes crawling around on the ground and being weird. Excellent. That's what's going on. It will be completely yes. incomprehensible no, no, to no. any onlookers because yeah. we're not like this. May be a famous fable, but we're not even remotely yeah. good enough to convey yeah. what is going on here. Uh, I think you get, in fact, uh, at least a couple of like bored students who are for some reason hanging about in this part of town, like making fun of you as more and more things happen, and they're they're actually pretty entertained because nothing of this makes sense, which is great. Uh, I am curious, like, so how have you? And I asked this question earlier. Uh, but I think now is the time. When you get into uh, the railway station, because at some point now I think you are going to, how did you arrange to make sure that you weren't going to get stopped? Um, there's a railway worker there who will lead mm -hmm. us inside, uh, and they have a bit of a green glint in their eyes because in a flashback I hypnotized... Excellent. Very good. What was the... And in fact, this is actually good in that like we can just say that like you can pay the stress cost which is a flashback cost right and then we don't have to worry too much about oh, mm -hmm. oh but it is push yourself so it would be nice if you got the push yourself bonus right yes i think it should be a rule okay so uh the way that i'm imagining this is that it's not how well it goes but like how much independence this person retains or are they just like so specifically following the orders you've given them that like uh if something goes wrong they will not know how to deal with it I want to point out too that we're here. We're here to officially buy stuff, so it's not like we need to overly sneak. But hypnotizing this person yes, is absolutely. still helpful. Mm -hmm. It's just you know, once we're inside, we can yeah. just move around because we're representing a legitimate. Oh, that's company. what you claim anyway. Yeah. Yes, and you know, I mean, it's a score. There's nothing yes. wrong with obstacles and having to do things. Absolutely not. No, 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 I agree. To not yeah, distract yeah, what yeah. we're doing, right? We're not. We're not breaking yeah, into yeah. steel things yeah. at this moment. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, are you, do you reckon you're rolling sway, Joan? I was reckoning I would roll proud ah. because I would have had to have access to this. Yes, person. very good. Ambush with close violence. And in this case, the violence is words. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely roll prowl. And I think uh, controlled standard. I mean, this is like your home territory. I think like you are... In a, like a very good position, yeah. So I think controlled standard. All right, then yeah. I'll roll it. Oh my god, a three, a one, and a three. Well, mm. I think that you first run in to 
two people making out, which is fine, but it does mean that you can't like ambush one of them. And then you run into an old friend who like recognizes you, and then you have to make your excuses. And then by then, it's been like a couple of hours. But with a controlled consequence, you can retry from a risky position, or you can retry with a different approach. Yes, I think I want to retry, um, probably from a risky okay. position. Okay. Sure. And I think then in that case, the risky consequence here is that, uh, yeah, the person you find may not be the ideal person to do this for whatever reason. And like, you know, we'll see how that goes. I, I think it should just be the two people making out. <laughs> if that's what Joan wants, I'm not going to stop her. That way you get two people. You can't see me do this, but I definitely yes. mouthed like a lot of things and then no words came out. I have, no, I have no mouth and I All must, right. yeah, indeed. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, to like try in this case to get one of them. Okay. Uh, Would you like an assist this time? Yes. Okay, I'm going to assist. This puts me at two stress close to traumaing up, but that's fine. I'm, all, I'm also there, right? And uh, I don't know, I guess I come up to one of them and say, Oh my god, someone fell into the wall! <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. And yes. I, I don't know. I, I, I get in there. I, yeah. I, I distract uh, yes. I will also say that, like, you're at standard effect. If you want it to be at great effect, I think great effect, you get both somehow. You know, like, you get this person and then, like, come back. And then while that's, they're being, like, uh, distracted by Freya, you can get the other one as well. But Yeah, now that they're distracted in a path, I yeah. can, like, kind of sneakily get both of them without exactly. the other noticing. Uh, yeah, you know what? Instead of going in and yelling something about a will, I will do the thing that will stop any uh, makeout from continuing, which is I will go there and be a <laughs> That, that, that does conclude I have most started makeout. a terrible trend. <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, sure. Yes. I guess we just get this image of you trying to mime something to them. Like, and then they just stop. The both of them. Oh no, I'm I'm actually okay, good at great. This. But even then, they are so baffled by what is going on. Is Freya mockingly imitating the their yeah? Oh my session? god! Yeah, indeed. No, I'm a little man in a box. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, let's uh -huh. let's see this okay. role in that case. You're doing this in a yeah. flashback, right? So this yes. is before the score. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, want to, want, but I want to imagine Freya did this with the fake moustache on anyway, having yeah, prepared for the sport. She's actually been wearing the fake moustache for the last, like, four weeks. Um, oh, this is much better role. Yes. A four, a one, a four, and a six. Okay. Much, much and it's, better. it was the assist die, really, it was. So I, I guess it was the miming that, like, I think the miming was so, like, completely baffling, but also, like, strange, strangely entrancing. One of them, um, like, genuinely stops and looks at the other and says, wait a second, and then, like, walks towards you, Freya, and, like, that's your moment. And I think, Joan, you can take that moment to kind of, like, give her the instruction, and then you can give the other one a different instruction when they turn around. It's, like, one of those really cool dishonored moments, right, where it's, like, you do two things, but then nobody ever saw you. It's a bit less cool than a dishonored moment, because over the shoulder we can well, see someone miming. you are not <laughs> wrong. Right, Okay. So I guess we see the two of them. Uh, I guess we see one of them, uh, the one who was entranced by you. They were like very, like much more willing 
uh, to do like some of the legwork and stuff. So like they let you in and they kind of like look at you and say, um, you know, like we've kind of made sure that like nobody's going to bother you. And then looks around and says, hey, is that Mime around? Do you think like she'd do another show? No, she died. Oh my God, she died? Yeah. Oh my God. It's going around the miming community. <laughs> Sorry, give me one second. I got it. They're the only ones who, who are willing to kiss each other, you see, on a mouth-based <laughs> infection. And I think they, they look absolutely heartbroken. Like, you have destroyed them. Like, you can see, like, uh-huh. like tears, like, at their eyes, and they, like, the, the lip is wobbling, and they're like, I was going to... Good riddance, if you ask me. <laughs> I, I think we should be using shotguns. <laughs> I think that, like, I'm going to roll for this person, because maybe... I think, like, they're only 1d6 worth of roll, but, like, it's a 1. Okay. I think they are not going to try and beat you or anything. They completely lose whatever nerve they had, and they, like, just burst into tears right at that moment. And they're like, I can't believe she died. She gave me hope to be a new and better person. You know, like, she was trapped. Like, just like I've always felt trapped. Um, she's giving you a lecture about the performance that you gave her. Uh, because, of course, now you're not wearing the mustache, yeah. so she doesn't recognize you. But you're in. And, like, actually right now, you can make your way very easily to, like, the loading dock. Make your way very easily to, like, where the stuff has been kept. Both of those things are not, not a problem. As the golem shows up, we will rejoin mm-hmm. the crew. Of course. Mm-hmm. And we will do this as, as Vickers finally sees the carriage pull up after <laughs> a desperately long mime performance. It's made her quite uncomfortable. Because, again, she doesn't like embarrassing people. She's perfectly fine with embarrassing herself, but she feels a bit bad for the roofball team. So, uh, as she sees the carriage show up, she will make a gesture mm-hmm. at Banchu, and mm-hmm. he will fall over. And Vickers goes, oh dear, oh dear, one of my mimes appears to have died. It's something going around at the moment. Oh, look, here's the ambulance. Goodbye. What? Okay. <laughs> <And then laughs> we'll drag Pachu onto the, onto the carriage and the rest Wait of the crew will join so us. Are... Uh, except yes. Joan. No, please go on. Except Joan, who, who like, has a bit of a distant stare again. Uh, as if she's extremely distracted and says, oh, well, you guys go on ahead. I, I have to go park this thing. Uh, and then she leaves with the golem because she threw oh, it up. shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you threw it out driving a golem. So. I, I threw it out of the flashback. God. <laughs> I guess. Like, I guess the reason that it like hits you now is that as you come back and you see the hypnosis, a, a memory of someone who had been hypnotized by someone completely different emerges from the golem and hits you. And like the kind of awful feedback effect is almost like impossible to bear. And on top of that, you have hypnotized two people into enjoying memory. <laughs> and you, will never, you can never forgive yourself for that. And now they're crying over a Actually, mind. Actually, only one of them is. Like, it's fucked up. Uh, one of yeah. them's heartbroken. The other one doesn't know yet. We don't know how she's going to react. But yeah, one of them's like, fucking. Mm-hmm. May I say something? Uh, if Joan's about to be like uh, leaving us, I think Freya would try to follow, but like, I think immediately I would fail that because Joan would probably just start like spring hill jacking out of the, <laughs> out of the area. Is that something golems can do? <laughs> Matt. Right? Okay. 
Oh, would you take the golem? Yeah, I think you still love the golem. Yeah, I'm taking the golem. Yeah. I have to buy the golem. That's yeah. That's the excuse. Bye. <laughs> like, I feel like this this uh, Joan golem storyline is just going so many places. It's so yeah. Funny. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe you threw it out on top of a golem. But you did. Yeah. Uh, as you take the golem and you kind of like make it bounce off the rooftops and like out of sight. Like Freya just says she's so cool. <laughs> yes, great. Don't you have a little you have a little fan. <laughs> like a little fan girl. Totally fine. Uh but yeah, I think the rest of you uh like the, the train yard here is not as big as no, that's a lie. This is Udwasha. The tra- train yard here is actually very big, but it's like very well organized uh and like very well kept. So it's not very hard to like locate where you need to go. And you can definitely see that like the a uh, carriage in which all of the uh, things that you want are has just been disconnected from the train because it was like as as part of freight and it's just been sitting like on rails somewhere and you can see there's like a big padlock on it nobody's really like i think looked in on it in a while probably there's like an occasional check to be like oh this it's still here and the stuff is still here but nobody's super worried about it i don't think and you did hypnotize someone so in fact right now you have a pretty free hand to go at the, the carriage you just got to break in and move the stuff i guess where will you move it into i don't know joan isn't here but oh we're going to move it out so that it's ready Excellent. to pack okay. up obviously and i think this is where the 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 slight now slightly mm. tarnished disguise as yes. as a delivery crew yes mm. comes in where I think Vickers and the Roofball team will just confidently walk into the building and start lifting out the stuff and like packing it. So I don't know if we find that any surprises ah, on the inside, yes, but but you know, Vickers is absolutely going to direct the team to just carry everything out. And uh, mm-hmm. I think also, as as she directs them, she will turn towards Abbas and uh, say like, "Oh dear me, I suppose it's the paperwork. Do you have the note from Hardil? Should we write anything else?" <laughs> What what we're doing here is we're gonna screw Hardil over, and then Hardil's gonna come after us. And I don't know if, how, how much Abbas wants to do this, like well, implicating uh, this. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know. He did. He did give us the yeah. funds to just purchase them. He did give us an IOU, but yeah. it does make him look slightly suspicious. I guess just a little. <laughs> yes, Not my mine. angle here. My angle here. Why Vickers is asking this of Abbas is because mm-hmm. Abbas is is quite good at this right mm. paper trails and so on so yeah. i think it would be cool if abbas could actually fake like oh yeah hardil bought this from corrupt official number three his name is uh you uh, know, okay so okay, and okay. so that guy i, I mm. think it would be cool if we just left a fake paper trail and go like yeah hardil bought this from a guy and then we just throw some guy fiction or otherwise under the bus and just leave paperwork showing that he sold it all right, so we have to have to create like I think what we're trying to do is then create some like uh, I don't know like uh, false like bills of exchange and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. my my thinking is out of character. And I don't think Vickers would think of this, but Abbas might, which is why I'm phrasing it this way. But my right, thinking yeah. is, you know, Hardil would have nothing against if it looks like you know he bribed the guy and he got to buy them legally. That sounds like that was his plan A anyway. So if it looks like he did that, that's not a problem for him, right? All right, okay, if so I, read my, the situation right. uh, I think the first thing to do then would be to maybe look through, try and find like some documents so that I can, so that I know like what kind of forgery I'm doing, like what their format is. 
Yeah. So, which let's say I'm, I'm doing that. I guess that would be a study rule. Uh, yeah, sounds about right. I, double checking. Does this plan um, make sense? Yeah, yeah I, th I think so. Like, I, we're yeah. like we want to make it look like like we are using Hardle's money, but we don't want it to look like we are stealing something on Hardle's behalf. We want it to look like we are we are still legitimate buyers, but the fault is not with us; it's with someone yeah. in the in, in the, the imperial, organization. Yeah. In organization. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna study their documents to see how they you know keep track of their things, and then we'll forge a paper trail. Okay. Uh, I feel like this is like uh, mm -hmm. happening kind of in flashback, right? Like, I don't imagine this is happening right mm -hmm. now. So yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, let's flashback to a time yeah, where I studied sense. all of this. In that case, I think <laughs> that let's call it a one-stress flashback, just to like kind of get access to all of the documents that you need. Because I feel like some of this stuff isn't readily available, but you can get it. It's not a problem. After all, you've got contacts at the university mm -hmm. and so on. Yeah. Uh, and you can just roll study as a fortune, I think. Right. Sure. Or how about we just do the study roll and that's it? Like that also forges it. Yeah, make Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think it's more interesting to compile this into one, one roll. And I, the way I visualize this also is, you know, this is not necessarily all official documents and forms, right? The things you can forge is letters going like, Corrupt official sends a note to the crew yeah. going like, when when these people come through, give them all the stuff. Uh, please burn this letter. Yeah. You know, it 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 can look like it's a deal under the table. So we don't have to have filled out all the paperwork perfectly yeah. because you wouldn't do that if you're doing a deal under the yeah. table. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think what we are, maybe what we're really trying to forge is like some money being moved around. Mm. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think in that case. All right. Which is easy to do because we are moving some money around. I think yeah. it's pretty <laughs> standard. Um, and I actually right. think the big risk here is that like, people are going to, at some point, pick up on the fact that some of this was forged. Uh, so it's like kind of the quality of the mm -hmm. forgery is uh, what we're rolling for. So we'll see. Okay. How about mm. this? What if we make a desperate great? And I'm you know, petitioning uh. on behalf of Abbas here. What if we make a desperate great, but like, the the official is very real and very corrupt, and everyone knows about him. So this would actually, I don't know, implicate mm. Hardil less in a way because it, more yeah. eyes would be on the official. But then that official would probably be Makes more sense. angry at us. That's absolutely something that can happen. I I like that as a consequence, and in that so I will do do desperate great, and mm, I don't know if I, I don't think anyone can really assist unless because mm. I'm, uh, I'm assisting. Okay, you're assisting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can help with the. Uh, you know, we spend a lot of time in the library together. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, Freya, of course, my 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 <laughs> Uh huh. Your library monkey. And um. Ooh, six of one and nice. four. Nice, nice. Uh, I didn't, I didn't need your help. <laughs> Dangerous thing to say <laughs> after you get the help. It's a full success. <laughs> Tell me about this official. Uh, in fact, first, let me give them a name. His right. last name is Murgatroyd. Oof. Murgatroyd, Rashid Murgatroyd. He, yeah, you know, when he married his husband, they both changed their names and they both decided Murgatroyd is what uh, they would go by. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Indeed. A trustworthy name. It, so when, when you say that, so it's not any of their last names. They, name. just they just chose a completely a different name. Because they were yes. like, you know what? Like Our marriage is uh -huh. going to be something new and beautiful, and we should pick something new and beautiful. And then they picked Murgatroyd. So whatever the names were before, uh, they haven't. 
I wonder if this this is a this uh-huh. is a world building side note, and we're going off off track quite severely here. But I wonder if if it's a thing in Uduasha that people just like take the la- the surnames that are like just oh. forgotten gods. I mean, yeah, we're the Chakraborty after yeah. a deity, so maybe there is some sort of weird oh forgotten god. god named Murgatroyd. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sure. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Probably uh, does like there is some little business, right? In like okay. figuring out like the appropriate forgotten god that you can like name yourself after for luck. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, these gods are not. Uduasha is not a city where these gods are in any sense no, yeah. illegal. So I imagine it can be a thing that you get married and go like, yes, we shall have Murgatroyd bless yes. our marriage and Very take good. his name. Murgatroyd is usually represented as six crocodiles chewing a bag Excellent. of gold. It's a god of uh-huh. uh, it's a god of wealth good. through. Perseverance, let's say. But you could persevere at like theft also. Yes. That's also allowed. Mm-hmm. You know what? Wait, we, we uh-huh. we're making a mistake. The elephant uh-huh. should be Murgatroyd. <laughs> the elephant should be Murgatroyd. I think that it's possible that you, okay, let's do it like this. I think the more the elephant reaches into the present, the more real it gets in the present. So uh, maybe it will uh-huh. take its name from whatever. It is that happens that causes the fourth like take on that clock to fill. And it might even fill today. Yeah, we we can leave it blank. I do, however, find it very funny to have a corrupt official whose name is after uh, an elephant yeah. who lies. It's funny on two levels because it, yes. it's deceptive, but it is also yeah. obviously yeah. deceptive. Which I mean is like this is whole thing is everyone knows he's corrupt. Everyone knows he's yeah. lying. It uh, literally means his name is the oh, elephant in the great. room, which yeah. is very funny to me. But um, I like the idea of this god of wealth through perseverance, only because like I like having come up with it randomly, and mm-hmm. I also just like Snagglepuss saying, "Heavens to Murgatroyd, exit stage left." So yeah, I just like uh-huh. the. Yes. I want to keep that a bit separate, but I think uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's like. Mm-hmm. Names like Murgatroyd. Yes. There. Yes. I think I was the person who suggested yes, a demon correct. elephant. You were. And, like my, my immediate my immediate reason for demon elephants was as a dwarf <laughs> fortress <laughs> reference. But, Very good. Yes. Um. But I like the idea of leaving the elephant's name unclear yeah, until the clock like, finishes. Maybe it is. But maybe it yeah. is Murgatroyd. Maybe its name will become Murgatroyd, and then it will <laughs> have always been Murgatroyd. Who knows? Uh-huh. Yes. Such be I mean, the way with time-traveling yes, elephants, I guess. Such be the way with time-traveling elephants whose entire existence may be a lie. So, uh-huh. who knows? Does it even exist? Question mark? I don't know. Uh-huh. Doesn't exist until the clock fills. Yeah. You don't uh-huh. notice the... If, if you don't no, hear the elephant in the room, did it really exist? Cool. So... I think, I mean, the forgery seems to have worked perfectly, but of course, even with a perfect forgery, uh, Mr. Rashid Murgatroyd is still going to be annoyed. Oh, Lord, that rhymed. Um, annoyed Murgatroyd. That's, that's the name of a band. Um, I think that what happens is that when you finish forging the, all of the paperwork and so on, uh, you also realize that like Murgatroyd is perfectly placed because I think he's got a connection to the uh, to the Begum's like 
committee, uh, whatever, which isn't hard to do. She's committed, like, she's, like, everywhere. But it does mean that, like, some mm -hmm. of the Begum's thing about embezzlement and so on will also tie into this, and it'll just make it very believable. Um, and I'm wondering, as you're moving this stuff out, so this stuff is, there's a couple of different things. The first is there's a couple of, like, workstations, right? The way that I imagine them is that, like, they're, like, specially made desks, and right now, all of the things that go on the desks are disassembled, but they're meant to be like used in a way where it's like all of the devices and contraptions all have their place on these desks, and you kind of like, you know, once you set them up, they're perfect to be used uh, at that time. I think there's probably some very expensive sets of like chemic chemist chemist devices, right? Like. I don't think they have Bunsen burners necessarily, but lots of like like very well made glass things, uh, this kind of thing. Um, probably some stuff that is specially designed to also work with wax, because Munna's plan here is to undercut his competition using like wax work uh, in some way. And I think that like Abbas, you definitely noticed that there is like one or two things here that. Um, that are of like of very classic Uduasha design, but made in Duskwall. And if Miraz was here, he would also notice this. Mm. But unfortunately, Miraz is not here. I think you see that this is the, this is like prime evidence that like the Empire is stealing Uduasha's like most treasured designs and then replicating them, like mass producing them wherever they're being mass-produced in their factories. And th then it's come back home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Abbas um, did not have this, like, we, we um, prior to this, uh, we did think that, or, I mean, Abbas, I guess, because uh, Hardil said that, oh, this is about supporting uh, Akarossi, uh like, glass blowers, right? That's what he said, but I think, and, but we, we suspected yes, that there was something up. So basically he right. said something like, oh yeah, I want to support local entrepreneurs or something, right? Like, why, we, and like, it, that didn't ring false yeah. in that technically, like a drug dealer is probably an entrepreneur. But yeah, he's, it's definitely like uh, more underhanded than just supporting small businesses. Yeah. And this is somewhat, I think, more proof of that because... <laughs> Uh, like this is proof that he's cutting costs because you could get this handmade uh, in Uduasha no problem, but it would cost you ten times as much. May I suggest something? Yes, you may. This would be probably something Abbas should do. Uh, otherwise, I'd just do it with Freya. Is while we're waiting because we have all this stuff, but we need the carriage back to take it away, don't we? Yes. Um, yes, I was about to say. Uh, okay. So all of this was neatly organized, but I'm just uh, pointing out we're packing this away into crates because uh -huh. that is how you do. And the problem is that we don't have a crew of rovers. We have a crew of thugs with a yeah. wild flaw. This yeah. is, and it's also being coordinated by Vickers. So you described how all yep. of this is like perfectly set up, yep. like extremely neatly organized. Then then it's going to be packed. Um, 
Like, we're going to put cloth around it because it's fragile. I think sure. we can manage not to fuck that up. But Hardil will have a little bit of a job because everything is going to go into boxes completely at random. And then Vickers will helpfully label the boxes who does not read and write Hadrathi very well. And so Excellent. the boxes will be labeled things like uh, things, yeah, stuff, <laughs> yeah, more stuff. Yep. So while that's happening and uh, we're we have some time, well... I mean, obviously, if Joan wants to go for a joyride with the carriage after, you know, if she wants to blow some tea, steam, that's fine. I'm sure she'll come back. It's all going to be good, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. uh, with the carriage. During that time, I think um, what might be good, and I think Freya is going to suggest this to Abbas because Abbas is much better at this whole reading and writing thing and cataloging than she is, is why don't we take a very detailed inventory of everything we see, right? Like literally everything, and this we can, and like afterwards we can study this. Mm. And I think like the best thing here is like, okay, Miras isn't here, but if you give Miras a detailed description of everything that have that is in here, he could probably put two and two together. Like, okay, what is this? What is this actually? Yeah. All right. I yeah. Mean, definitely the kind of thing that you can. Mm, good thinking, Freya. <laughs> I'm happy to assist with this as well, uh, but I can't actually do the action, I don't think. Um, no, I... okay, I can build. All right, so we'll we'll relabel the things that Vickers uh, has labeled from just stuff to what they actually are. Um, no, no, no. What I mean is, like, as, as like, everything's being put down, we kind of keep... We we kind of like catalog for our own thing, and we, we oh, can't yeah, yeah, catalog yeah. ourselves. Of course, yeah. we have we, we catalog we have it for ourselves. Our yeah. card deal. He will have to sort through all of this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Sure, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, we have we have our clipboards. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Um, any risk associated with? I don't think there's any things? risk associated with studying this stuff. I do wonder about um, Abbas's kind of like. Uh, like what is the likelihood that you are going to lecture everyone around you about like how important it is that Uduwashan technology be preserved and uh, we reject imperial like influence because I feel like that might attract some attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, when I was uh, hesitating earlier because I was trying to figure out like what, like, what, what would um, what's the reaction to this be? Because clearly like now, like it's, it, it, it's it's fairly clear now, like what's going on, like yes. what Hardville actually plans to do, uh, but just not doing the score isn't an option. Like you, you just go, oh well, I'm out. I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, let's do the score so, and also keep a record of what what exactly yeah. the score was all about, so we can yeah, figure out what sense. we were actually implicated in after. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this makes sense in the moment. Mm. Like Abbas can pack everything away for a Hardil and then go and confront him mm. later and go like, "You told yeah. me this was innocent Glassberg stuff, but actually, yeah. I have a list. It was these things." My nephew yeah, told I, I, me. I, I, my nephew's yeah. uh, my nephew knows IT and he knows that you installed a virus in my computer. Yes, I, I think the priority now is to actually get the stuff and go, right? Like, um, yeah, right. as soon as so, our carriage returns. Yes. Very good. Uh, <laughs> I am happy to assist you. And to assist oh. you, I am going to, if I assist you, I'm going to trauma out, which is fine. I'm going, uh, to pick par- I'm going to pick paranoid and I'm going to, yeah, we'll see. All right, sure. Just a fortune roll doing it. Like, I, mean, I don't feel we, like there is, is there any so... risk here. Like, what risk? Yeah. 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 
I think we could just have a list of the things. I think it's a cool thing to have. It means that we we t we're kind of collecting dirt on Hardil by yep. compiling this list, actually. Yeah. And I think that's a cool thing to do. So yeah, yeah. I think let's let's do fortune roll to figure out what, how detailed of a list we get Make then. Or All right, there we go. We we know everything. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, my paranoia wins the day. Okay, I think that like what you find out, which is yeah, I think what you find out, which is like probably more obvious than anything to you, Abbas, is that this is not just um, like a like a set of things that are designed to like make some products, right? Like that, like oh, you know, you could use this to make golems. This is a set of things that you could use to make more things like this. So it's like they're more like machines that manufacture other machines. And I think you realize that what you have is a way like the Uduashan technology that you saw that was being mass produced uh, wasn't some of it wasn't. Um, designed to be used, they were samples, right? It's like, okay, like now that you have this, you want to replicate this. And it's like, basically you bring the, the Imperial, uh, the way that they like re reproduce and make things back into Uduasha. And then like you hire people in, in Uduasha to do that. Mm -hmm. So you can undercut the empire and you make the difference. Um, but this is definitely like, basically going to make a shit ton of money for Munna. It's not really going to help anyone else. Yeah. We're, we will, yeah, this is also, what we like, will know. Um, sorry, the reason that I said as much as I did was I felt like with the six, like Abbas deserved to like be able to figure something out now. Because otherwise it feels like if I don't give you any details, uh, then like, I'm, like that success doesn't have... Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's fair for you, the player, to just be like, yeah, Abbas will figure this out later. He doesn't figure it out sure. in the moment yeah. to not like slow us down. So, you know, Abbas will consult with his nephew. His nephew will inform him that Hardil tried to install a virus <laughs> on his computer. And then he will be angry about it later. Mm -hmm. Hey, computer, what, what, what is all this? Yes. Yeah. Also, Freya's going to go away now. Oh, man, yeah, I guess she's she thrown it out. Okay, goodbye, Freya. And uh, she's going to run away because, you know... No, I have a, I have a funnier way for you to be removed from the score. Sorry, you like, your yours may be good, but I think... The way I picture you traveling out is like you are trying to compile what's in the boxes while my fucking deranged people are packing the boxes without paying very close attention. So I think you accidentally get packed. Oh my god. You like look into a box and then someone puts a lid on it. Wow. That's why I'm paranoid. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it's, it's up to you, but I feel like that's a mistake my, my clowns would make because they're not very good at this. I mean, that's definitely funnier, but no, that's uh, not what I want. I want okay. to leave. Okay. Fair. Uh, we can revisit that later. Uh, mm -hmm. As to like what's going on with that, but uh, at one point, like Freya is okay. going to vanish. Yeah, just like completely gone. Okay, <clears throat> and then Vickers will think that you got accidentally packed into one of the boxes <laughs> and worry about it. <laughs> It'll be yeah. fine. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. uh, there's probably some food and water in there. Uh huh. Someone yes. probably dropped their sandwich in there. Something of these things must be edible, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I missed anything, but is there a reason why Freya's just? Leaving or is, uh, is, I is no, I know, but like, why, why just leave like without? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, she wouldn't say it; like, she'd just vanish. But like, uh, the out of character reason, which I was going to t say afterwards, is that she's paranoid. Uh, there's already an inspector probably after her. There's a lot. This stuff seems scary. I don't know. She'd probably be like, mm, 
Okay, uh, I think I'm going to bounce, and that's probably going to be better for everyone else. Yes, I eat time I head out. <laughs> I eat time I head out. Uh, you're all safer without me. Bye. Okay, all right, okay. Very good. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and as yeah. soon as Joan returns with the carriage, we shall put Excellent. all the boxes in the carriage. I think that's a that's that's a pretty easy thing to do once you've packed everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going on with that, by the way? What's going that's on with that? Lovely you? question. By the way, we've had two people trauma out in this score. I didn't expect this score to be the one that like caused trauma. Mm. I expected the guard eating score to be trauma, and yet here we are. I mean, surprisingly, the score itself has gone very smoothly. Like, not much has happened. Like in terms of complications, everything went according to plan. Yeah. I mean, it really did, actually. You had a pretty good score. It, you got rid of the inspector, got into yeah. the train station, moved the stuff pretty easily. Well, it's not over yet. No, it's not over yet. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah, so I think that, like, where is Joan? So Joan is on the roof uh, in, in, in the goal. And basically just continuing the joyride, honestly, because <laughs> once we came to that place and we I saw that person who who she had set up to be in love with a mime and now they're they're dead or maybe well not really but you know you just see all the pain and and the grief and why not just be a golden and drive around isn't that much better this yeah, seems less like true. a joyride and more like a melancholic introspection about the meaning of life right mm. now I don't want to get hung up on terminology. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah, mm. I just, you've genuinely, I'm struck dumb. I don't know what to say. So yeah, she's on the roof. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Okay, I think in that case, I will summon you back once everything is packed. If, if Joan is not snapping out of this on her own. I, I think that's reasonable for you to summon. How, how is mm. Vickers summoning Joan? Uh, well, so we will notice that you're not showing. We'll probably notice that the golem isn't parked, and then we will probably see it on the roof because it is not a particularly <laughs> subtle thing. Absolutely fair. Uh, and so I think Vickers will look around, and you are a railjack, right? Mm-hmm. So Vickers could just run after you, but I think she realizes that you are not completely paying attention to what you're doing. Uh, so I think Vickers will have a rare flash of insight. She doesn't very often do this. And she will find a train whistle and blow the signal for you to come back on duty. Excellent. And like, hopefully have you snap back to your old railjack self, right? Because this is one of those things that's very ingrained when the whistle yeah. blows. You pay attention. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she will give a sharp... Uh, presumably she's picked this up at train stations. Because she has traveled by rail in her life, and there are these signals of, you know, like, train is departing, everyone on board. Yeah. So she will blow that signal. Excellent. Yes. Don, when you hear this, I think that, in fact, something in the golem also kind of shifts. Because there's definitely a couple of, like, uh, rail jackets and people in the golem also. And maybe that's also helping you to, uh, to kind of, like, get yourself out of it. Because you're not in a great way. I, yeah, I, th- I think we, we see just like both her and the golem freeze mid-step and then kind of not so much climb, but droop off the roof and return. Uh-huh. So back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, Vickers uh, stands there going, are you quite all right? Is there something on the roof? Because, I mean, she's a I'll little perplexed. 
Sorry, what was that? Well, not anymore. Oh, good. Good. Thank you, Joan. I always knew I could rely on you to hunt down any ghosts or whatnot were up there. Anyway, everything's neatly packed and labeled, as you can see. Vicar says, gesturing to her boxes that say random things. <laughs> and uh, then I guess I she claps know. her hands and everything gets loaded into the the back of the golem. <laughs> I imagine the golem actually has pretty decent storage because, I mean, this was meant to supply, like, construction goods for the art project, right? So well, It's made of wax. It's probably malleable. Yeah, true. Oh, there, yeah, there's this very weird where we set down the boxes and, like, the wax along the floor and it kind of molds around it to hold it in place. Fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. Mm -hmm. So we encase the boxes in a thin layer of wax that flows eerily against gravity Excellent. upward around the boxes and encase them. Yes. Definitely normal. Definitely, absolutely. This is actually normal. definitely and absolutely totally normal uh, in Uduasha. Yes. None of us blink an eye. In also, yes. Let's consider that yeah. that's extremely practical. Who is it that's constantly saying that Sparcraft is better and why are yes. they wrong? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know <laughs> how much this costs? <laughs> exactly how much it's worth. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so anyway, uh, Vickers will, I mean, she's not familiar with Uduash and Waxworks, so she will react with some surprise to everything being encased, but she's like, oh well. Uh, I will trust Joan's expertise. Apparently, she is a skilled wax ant driver. That's yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Joan, who is not not currently in contact with the waxwork golem. Yes, indeed. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, I don't know how it works. Maybe you steer it by music or something. <laughs> I'm not going to think over much about this. <laughs> the number of things that Vickers should be thinking about that she doesn't think about. Is worrying. And that oh, no. is also one no, of the things has... that Vickers doesn't think about. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> this is, I'm sure it's all part of, of local culture and tradition. After all, this, Abbas tells me so much about all the amazing things the only Ruvian arts could do. I keep being surprised day by day. <sighs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I think that, in fact, now when you load the stuff up, I don't think there's, a, there's any problem here. And it seems to me that, in fact, the rail yard is not where the big challenges ever were, because you have created your own challenges by leaving a paper trail where there wasn't one, and that's going to reverberate. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, is it the case now that the carriage is completely empty apart from this one envelope or, like, set of, like, papers in envelopes, like, on the floor of this carriage? Oh, the, the train, you mean, like, yeah, yeah. where we got it from. Yes, yeah. I think, uh, you know, Abbas faked the, the actual detailed paperwork, but Vickers will, like, oh. personally place the payment <laughs> with, like, <laughs> a little thank you note going, like, thank yeah. you very much. Here's your money. Excellent okay. time doing business with you. Yeah, <laughs> and, very good. And leave that behind. And then we have all of this, like, you know, who exactly the, the person Haradil is doing business with is going to become obvious by the other paper trails that we've set up. Are you going to relock the carriage? Because you, did you pick the lock or did you break the lock? Uh, I imagine we had a person who was hypnotized to let us in. So, you know, presumably that person had <laughs> access to the carriage, or is that incorrect? That actually makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I think, you know, 
we will uh, probably it's not that we hypnotized them to like literally do everything for us but they gave us the yeah. key so yeah. we just yeah. will lock it with the key hang yeah. the key neatly on a nearby nail nice <laughs> so that it's easily visible mm. and just mm. generally do this as conveniently as possible for everyone else excellent i don't even I'm not even sure Vickers knows we're doing anything illegal, technically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> just... yeah, we just stole a carriage. Yeah. Uh, yes, we may have moved it without speaking to a person, but we left money behind and mm -hmm. we were let in. So it's, it's, maybe their schedule just didn't work out and they couldn't be here in person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I know um, what uh, our payoff for this course should be. Uh -huh. uh, so yeah, I think... I think the next step is to just drive this carriage to Hardil's drop-off point, yes. drop it off, and then drive the carriage back and park it outside the construction site. Oh, no, yeah. keep, keep the carriage. Oh, we're keeping the carriage. Okay. I mean, yeah. sure, you can, but oh, no. that is also definitely going to be noticed. No, that's, bad. that's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fine. Keep I don't know how we can keep the carriage without like it attracting a ton. Then again, hmm, Mashundra has a contact with us. We have an entire temple. Yeah, and also I realized Begum Bashundra actually has a construction contract with us as well. So yes. maybe we could just be like, thank you, you for the construction right carriage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Excellent. I mean, probably if, <laughs> he's able like, to point, if she's able to point to your carriage as further evidence of embezzlement, that probably like helps her case. Yeah. I also think it's very funny if Abasco's like, oh, by the way, thank you for donating this carriage during our last meeting. It's in the minutes. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Mm -hmm. I actually think that like you you are like wherever the drop off point is, it's like a warehouse in uh the district called the Hand. Uh which is where the mining and like a lot of the industry in Uduwasha happens. But it's also where the uh, more sparkcrafty and scientific university is the Chainbreaker University, and I think you end up delivering this to a place that is. It looks like it could have been like a university building, but like maybe it's been sold off, or like maybe it's being rented or something. But like that's not that's not your problem. You, know, you can turn up. Like someone very like uh, official looking kind of comes out, looks you, says, uh, "Oh, you're the." And then, like, looks at the sky and says, you're the dust delivery. Very good. And then, like, just, like, very efficiently takes everything out of your carriage. Says, thank you very much. And says, I, I'm informed everything's been taken care of, so I don't need to uh, pay you or anything. So, good day. And then just, like, turns around, walks back into the building. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Then I yeah. guess we drive this thing home and yes. keep it there. Yes. I guess Indeed. that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's the end of the score. Um, and I feel like we, we end this score with Constable coming back to that construction site that you stole the carriage from to see that, like, maybe, I want to say maybe 60 to 70% of people were standing in line. Um, but she can definitely tell that, like, the crowd here was not as big as the crowd was when she left, right? And you can just see her take out, like, a little notebook that she keeps and, like, write down on her to-do list on which there are things like, you know, organize the entire library of, like, the bureaucracy. She just writes down, track down miscreants who have escaped from construction site 7. Uh, and then she just closes the notebook and then gets along with arresting all these people. And I think that's the end of the school. Fantastic. Great. Excellent. 
Shall we do payoff and do we have time for downtime or are we doing payoff and then XP? I think we have time for downtime. Yeah, we could do some downtime. Yeah. Okay, uh, mostly asking you three since you are in the night. Yeah. Um, so basically, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it is a bit late for me, but it's not too late. So we'll do payoff. Okay. Let's do payoff first then. I proposed, I yeah. proposed that it be the carriage itself. We get like part of a like part of the family, the smuggler ability that essentially turns your vehicle into a cohort, which I think is perfectly appropriate for a vehicle that's alive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I, don't mind. I think it's cool. Yeah, uh, and it's mm -hmm. it will generate tons of trouble for you, um, which is yeah. great. So, okay, so I have taken the liberty of statting it up because mm -hmm. it's a cohort. It has the edges, nimble and sturdy. Nimble because we've seen it climb onto roofs. Mm -hmm. uh, its flaws are distinctive and finicky. Distinctive, it plus one heat on a score if we use it. Mm -hmm. and I think finicky because the vehicle what has quirks that only one person understands. Mm -hmm. Yes, ah, yeah. <laughs> Minus one quality when Joan isn't driving it. Yeah, uh -huh. I think that makes perfect sense. Very good. Yes. Should we name this carriage? Oh, yes. That's we absolutely should. Oh, man. Joan. Yes, Joan, please. please name this carriage for us. We already have someone in our cohort entourage called Socks. Um, so obviously this one is called Gloves because it walks on hands. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Very good. Yeah. And we're going to make it little gloves. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cute. Um, something, something glove box. Yeah, something, something glove box. Awful. Yeah. Should we call it the glove box? Because it's a walking box that has gloves. Yes, okay. the glove box. That's okay. wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My, brief aside, uh, the the word for the boot of a car uh, in India is the dikki. Yeah. Yes. And I just had the image of this glove box actually being a dikki filled with random shit. Um, but that's just like not really relevant. It's just like struck me. Uh, okay, so let's do payoff. Um, two rep per score by default. The target here was both, like, kind of both the Begum and the train station, but I feel like the main challenge was the Begum. I feel like, actually, the train station went quite well. But at the same time, the train station is, like, definitely the higher tier target. So I think, like, the Begum is uh, one tier more than you, and the train station is, like, Tier four? It's three I think it should be the Begum. Because like the yeah. train station wasn't really an obstacle, it was just a venue. Yeah, yeah. I feel like basically by the time you got to the train station, you'd already kind of like done like the big work off the score. And also I, I didn't it, like the train station did not feel to me like somewhere that was like there were more kind of interesting obstacles to see. I feel like we we saw mm -hmm. kind of enough. So um Yeah, fair. I think then it's like two plus one totally three rep. Mm -hmm. I mean, another way of thinking about it is also like the Begum herself or even her people weren't a problem at all. Like we, I don't think we actually even had any rules against them. No, we didn't. No. But you had, it was the inspector. It was the inspector. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to, yeah, if you want to make the inspector the, but I think that like, in fact, you didn't really ever roll against the inspector exactly either. You kind of rolled to get the inspector in your fight. But that's a lie. You did try to trick her with the illusion. But I do think the target was the Begum because uh, that's what... Yeah, yeah. Let's leave it there. Yeah. 
So that's uh, tier three. Uh, sorry, tier two. So three rep. I don't think you earn any cash. I think the payoff here is the glove box. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you would have earned cash also if you hadn't left the IOU and you just, you know, claimed it for yourself, but you didn't do that. Yeah, we, were, we did this very honestly. I feel like Hardil yes. must be very pleased. Yes, I'm sure he is. <laughs> uh, don't have to pay off your boss because you're doing a job for him, so, like, that's fine. Uh-huh. And let's do heat. Actually, weirdly, it seems to me it's somewhat... No, I think it's between contained and loud. Only because the inspector is such a big presence. I think contained is fine though, because we could have like attacked the inspector. We could yeah. we could have done this a lot yeah. louder. Yes. The inspector true. is a big deal, but all yeah. we really did was have the inspector turn up, be like, "Wait, someone's playing roof ball," and yes. so yeah. like yeah. I think that counts as contained. Yeah. Plus one heat for her being a high-profile target. Yeah. Being involved at least, even if she wasn't the target herself. And it'll be plus one heat for hostile turf because it was literally her turf. Plus one heat for war because you're at war with her. Okay, so it's baseline heat plus three. Yes. What was the baseline? Uh, it was two plus three. Two, right. Yeah. Ooh. Are you you at, know what that means. Are you at wanted three? We have a wanted level again? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, I, have, I should really like, think about yeah. what this means for you. Because like wanted three seems like a very big deal. Yes, we are very wanted for having barely committed any actual crimes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. That's your heat, and I will just roll your entanglement so that we know what's coming. Mm -hmm. With zero heat, I should add. Oh, well, that's good. It is, however, oh, a crit. Great. So, <laughs> wow. Crit <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. zero heat. One second. Page 150. Zero heat. Gang trouble or the usual suspects? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, sorry it's, yeah, sorry. Uh, it's, it's, I, I'm reading the table wrong. It's six, which is cooperation. Plus three status faction asks you for a favor. Uh, if you don't have a plus three faction status, you avoid entanglements right now. But you do have a plus three status faction, don't you? Do we? Yeah. Yes. Oh, we do. The Scotland Scotland refugees. refugees. Yes. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, I can ask you for some help. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I have a way to tie that into my downtime action. I'll Excellent. just say that up front. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. think my downtime action is going to be to play roof ball with Mariam again to try to repair my relationship with her a bit. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, sure. And, like, Mariam kind of is very scared of you guys now because she did, yeah. she did witness Joan eat a god. So, how are you convincing her to come hang out with you? Yeah, she is uh, one of the Skovlander refugees, so I feel like if, if it's a natural way for like this request for a favor to come to us, That's right? Because yeah. she is, now that Freya is no longer the leader of the refugees, basically Marin is the next best thing they have. So Yeah, that's true. Look, it's like this. Marin doesn't have to like Vickers or anything like that, right? You know, she can be like afraid of Vickers or dislike Vickers. It's just roofball, you know? Yeah. You gotta yeah, play that's the exactly roofball. It. Yeah, I'm going to have an away match. Like, my team is all pent up and annoyed because they had to pack stuff. They had to, like, do yeah, that's work. Yeah. So, you know, I'm rewarding them with a match against Marion. So, yeah, I, I, we don't have to pay much attention to the match. I will just roll Indulge Vice. That's my oh. downtime action. Yeah. I am playing sports. And then uh, you can get back to it if you want to think about it. But I think this is a natural way for, like, the whole asking a favor to come up. Because I will be going... Like, it's an away match, so I will be going to their territory to play the yeah, match. So absolutely. it might not even be Marion that approaches me. It might be someone else. Yeah. I think that, like, 
I will think about it because I don't have any great ideas right now, but it, this probably will be your next score, in fact. Because yeah. it seems to me, like, very naturally, they're going to ask you a favor and it's going to be, like, somewhat urgent because otherwise, like, they wouldn't just come Absolutely. up to you and be like... Yeah, um, I just wanted to throw this out so you have, like, a natural way to work it in. Yeah, and in fact, like, I'm open to ideas as well. I think, like, we could see loads of things to do with the refugees and other stuff, so we'll see how that goes. Yep. And uh, that's my one downtime action, so I'm done. Oh, you only get one. Yes, correct. You rolled a two, a four, and a two. So you cleared four stress. Mm -hmm. Who wants to go mm -hmm. next? I would. Right. So, none of you have seen Freya since she vanished. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what she's been doing with her time mm -hmm. is obsessively trying to figure out who we were working for. Ah. Who is Mr. Samhurst? Yes, very good. <laughs> And what are you doing now in order to figure that out? Mm -hmm. So we have, I've seen all the stuff. I helped Abbas catalog all of it. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to go to, let's see, who do I have? Who are my friends? Yeah. I'm going to, <laughs> this is going to be funny. Listen, right now, I don't know who to trust, uh -huh. except, of course, the temple. Yes. But like, I know that, you know, shit's, I've been hearing like more rumors and so on, and like I think people keep mentioning my name on the streets and so on. Or at least like I keep thinking people are mentioning my name. Anyway, I should not be there, mm -hmm. but I don't know really who to trust. Not even like the lady. Maybe mm. oh, I'll, I'll okay. have to think. I'll have yeah. to think. I'll have, okay. to think. I'll have to think about it. There's only one person in this entire city uh -huh. who I know has no dog in any fights and is absolutely loyal to me. I'm going to have Bodan haunt the uh, place that we dropped the stuff off and see where, where Hardil goes with it. <laughs> okay. Oh, amazing. You can do this, but I feel like this is like, there's a risk involved here. Because you're asking a ghost mm -hmm. to do something for you. Sure. Yeah, I think it's risky standard. So let's say this is not necessarily a downtime action, because I feel like downtime actions should be kind of free in fortune rolls. But you can mm -hmm. still work on this clock in this way. Okay. Then I do have a downtime action left. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So let's see. Is this an attune? I guess it's an attune. It's an attune. Could be a uh, Do I get a bonus four. dice? Uh, for Bodan? Yeah, it's not. I don't get a. Yeah, okay. I don't get a bonus dice because it's not a downtime action. Yeah. Sway or a concert. I'm going to call it an attune. Like, I'm going to summon him. Oh. I'm also going to try to get him to, like. I think part of it is also, like, um, he's a ghost in Uduasha, yes. which officially doesn't exist. Yes. I think he's now the so only one if he's, uh, the rest of them got did yeah. get destroyed in the in the grotto so yeah like if he uh avoids like coming out and like i don't know draining anyone of electroplasmic energy or like and so on and doesn't do the spiritual vampire shit that ghosts do mm -hmm. literally no one will know that he was doing this okay so risky standard hmm would i know more on a on a great effect would he be able to find out more would he be able to like embed himself even more I like learn a lot more. I actually think on great effect, maybe you would be able to figure out not just like, you wouldn't just get a name because I think in this case, who is Mr. Sam Horse, you would identify that he's like a mob boss or whatever. But I think great effect, you would be able to figure out like, like parts of his history that maybe nobody else knows because you're getting a ghost to track him and ghosts don't exist in Uduasha. Yeah. Okay. Do I get a devil's bargain to this? Mm. Okay, I think that, like, because I was also thinking about you wanted to bring Miraz back. So I think it's possible that if you go around digging around Munda, someone's going to notice at some point. So I think a very straightforward devil's bargain here, and it might seem very harsh, but it's kind of like you can bring Freya back at any time, but she will 
disappear in that she will be disappeared by her, one of Hadil's people because you've been poking around in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. But I do want to be able to give information to the crew before that happens. Yeah. If that's okay. Yeah. Assuming I find anything. Yeah. If I fail, then I just probably get disappeared or something. Yeah. Okay. Bonus dice. This is, this is actually quite high stakes. This is very high stakes, actually. But like, it's an important. Oh. Crit. Oh, oh amazing. What a time to crit. Okay. Yeah. Man. So that's five ticks, and you had linked clocks, right? So you finish the first clock, and then get a bunch of ticks to the second clock. Yeah, which is another four oh, yeah, ticks. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So you, f- you, find, you finish both the clock to figure out who Mr. Samhorse is, and then to figure out that it's Munna, yes. right? Because that was the second clock. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. I think that, like, the way that this works is that Bodan... You speak to him, he, he's like very like, he's absolutely going to do the work for you. And I think that you have chosen an, uh, an approach that like even someone like Munna would not have like specific wounds against. Like if he was in Duskwall, if he was somewhere in Severos, you know, like he'd be warded up to the guilds. You know, he probably has like a whisper who works for him, who's constantly on the lookout, right? But I think in Uduwasha, he's like, he's got different things that he's looking out for in similar ways, like demonic influence or whatever, but he's not worried about ghosts. And so Bodan is almost like, has a free hand to like follow him, do whatever he needs to. And obviously like he's not gonna make things rattle and make um, Muna suspicious, which is also good, but he gets very good information. And I think that you basically find out that Muna is a seemingly ordinary man with an extraordinary grip on not just Uduwasha, but like places across the empire. Like the kinds of conversations he's having with Hardil, uh, with like other people that he's meeting. He's got this bodyguard called Daisy. Um, just like casually saying things like, fine, shut the lock, lockport operation down. And, and Bodan is like, wait, he's got an operation in lockport. What does that mean? And it turns out that like he's got illegal refinery that's just operating in Lockport and now it's become unprofitable or something and he's shutting it down it's like wow that's mad right I have a sorry go on I'm, and then I'm going to add what I would request as a very silly thing that I find out sure um, but like what I mean here is like the kind of texture I'm giving you is this is how good like information you get and this is like you get very good a very good idea of the scale of the problem you are dealing with and I think one of the reasons that that's very important is that like we kind of like we talked about Munna as someone who is very hard to like even see. You know, like you don't you barely know that he exists. And even when you know he exists, you don't think he's like much of anything. But you get like the idea that he is not just like serious business, but like he could crush you uh, without thinking about it. And you would probably thank him because he's such a nice guy. And in fact. Mm. Yeah, I think Bodan really likes him because he's such a nice guy. That's fair. I mean, that's saying a lot yeah. given that Bodan mm-hmm. is a spirit, spirit essence hungry uh, oh, predator. Yeah, and but, and the way you know, but it's like this one's chill. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, also one of the ways that you know that like Bodan really likes him is that Bodan wasn't like, I want to drink his soul. But yes, Bodan's like this guy seems pretty cool. He's fighting the empire. He's doing his own thing. He's like a visionary, an entrepreneur. Like just like. Some for some reason has a massive crush on Mundana. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
So I think what's going to happen is that at some point over the next few days, and I'm aware that after this, I probably get captured somehow, right? Mm -hmm. But over the next few days, um, a really, really badly sheaf, uh, really, really badly written sheaf of documents mm -hmm. and like the back of like, I don't know, uh, pulp fiction novels or something mm -hmm. like recycled paper mm -hmm. uh, shows up at the temple addressed to Abbas. And it's got all the information, like everything that uh, you just said. Yeah. And I guess like this also like gives us fictional positioning to be able to like, yeah, we know about this and that and yeah. so on. Yeah. But one specific thing that I want to request, and you can tell me if it doesn't make sense for Munna, uh -huh. is that I know about amongst like, you know, the lockport stuff, which obviously is like much more high up on the thing. It's like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's like a very small mention because this doesn't mean anything to me. Mm -hmm to how um, Munna is in correspondence to a gentleman who is about to come uh, to Dustwall at any moment and whose arrival is about to facilitate and who is very interested in partnering with him in like the sort of like a um, glass, glass blowing project. Sure. Yeah. So on uh, someone called Skurlock. Excellent. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Uh, I will say here two things. The first thing is for our audience that uh, Lord Skurlock is a vampire in the base game that we all know and love. And I'm pretty sure I definitely tried to romance him in a, a, a game that I played. I feel like every person who's played enough of Blades has some story like this. So that's who Skalak is. And thing number two, which I think is very interesting to know, is that apparently Munna is able to talk to a full-blown vampire on an equal basis. No problem. Right? Um, which I do not think... I think like there's probably like seven people in the entire empire who can do that. And that probably in you know badass spirit wardens the emperor himself that kind of thing and Munna's just like some guy but yet like you can see there is like respect there so yeah of course i'm gonna say yes to like skurlock like even obliquely being introduced yeah i mean whoever this is i don't know yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh this also means i do have downtime ah fuck it i'm just going to train i guess uh i'm trying to i'm going to train prowess to i don't know practice not being seen yeah makes sense and I think, in fact, then what happens is that you train and like you get a bit better. And then as I guess, like whatever it is you're doing, you're kind of like running drills or maybe like you're trying to like pick some pockets without being noticed. And then someone who is much better at you than this. And we see her face. This is, in fact, like Anna's own bodyguard, Daisy, who almost never leaves his presence. But for some reason now, she's come after you and like when you least expect it, she just kind of taps you on the shoulder and says, um, you've been asking the wrong questions, girl. I think you need to come with me now. And like her tone tells you she's not going to take no for an answer, but it's also like, I and run, she will grab you and break your legs. I mean, I do try to run, but I'd rather not have my legs broken. So I guess um, I, think, I just get captured. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, so let's say that like, okay, like the tone is I'll break your legs, but like she doesn't actually break legs. Like you get a bit injured in the attempt. Then she trusses you up and carries you. Grumbles about like having to truss up and carry small children, I guess. Because to you, sorry, to her, everybody's a small child who's younger than like 40. Yet another street urchin vanishing in Udvarsha. Yeah. Just a day in the life. Well, I mean, I think this time the lady in Shades of Red is going to be really worried because she literally told you not to do that again. Yeah, here we are. Great. That is your, that is your downtime. Very good. When, if and when Lord Skalak appears on screen, then I will describe to everybody what he looks like in this universe. But until then, I think I will keep it a secret just for us players. Because as we all know, 
This is what he looks like. Who else has downtime they want to do? Uh, yeah, I could, I could go. Two downtime actions, because you're organized. Oh, yes. Calculating. Uh, okay, so I think... Oh, wait. Did I not heal the... I did heal the cool spurs, didn't I? Why is it still there? Oh, did you? Okay, because like, I saw it on yeah. your sheet, and I was like, oh... Yeah. No, that, that's my mistake. Yeah, okay. That's my mistake because I did I, last time I did heal it. But you know what? We'll we'll, we'll keep it. Whatever. Like, I mean, let's just yeah, say we'll that we'll just like some like spirit influence yeah. or something. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. What what uh, Zoheb said? Ghost scar tissue. Yes. Which for some reason she's very familiar with. Yeah, she, yeah she's looks like a bunch of skull and crossbone patterns all over you. <laughs> yeah. and, Mm, he doesn't look like the kind of person who would have that kind of tattoo. Mm. Yeah. Joan actually identified that it looks like hair whitening and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Maybe on a bus it's not so obvious, but she still picked up on it. Yeah. 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 That's just constable. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Uh, first of all, time to clear some stress. Yes. Um, which I think we could do by, I don't know, maybe we can also visit. Uh, Miraz in the hospital. Is it has he is he coming too yet? Is he conscious? Yes, I, I was I, thinking that it would be extremely funny if like Miraz wakes up from his yeah. long term injury just to yeah. be lectured to. Yeah, this is like <laughs> Abbas is like Miraz, ah, you. Let's just play it out. You know, he goes in. Oh Miraz, you're awake. Oh man, have I got a story for you, right? <laughs> well, yeah, this is always a problem with you. See, if you if, if you listen to me more, right? Things like this wouldn't happen to you, eh? Don't don't forget who got you out of that cave. And now you show more respect. Uh, who are you? I'm sorry. Uh, who am I? Where am I? What what year is this? <laughs> Kids these days. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah. <laughs> by the way, is is Miraz now like generally okay to be you know, receiving visitors and stuff, or is it like? Oh yeah, yeah. it's been a few sessions. I think so. Yeah, so despite his very uh, convincing amnesia act, Miraz is perfectly primed, he's ready to go, his mind is a finely tuned machine. He has like all sorts of plans that involve the grotto, and these are entirely his plans. Mm. Um, he came up with them himself. No one, you know. Yeah, absolutely. He, he just knows what to do, you know? Like, yeah. uh, he's, he's very mo- internally motivated, self-motivated. Yes, absolutely. Is any of Bass's lecture some reason striking a chord deep within you when he talks about the ways that you need to organize yourself and uh, build a structure that is able to like take any kind of punishment yes it is i think there's a i think miraz does the whole you know snoring amnesia act and then at one point he suddenly uh, looks at abbas and then he extends a hand and then he grasps abbas's hand tightly and says you're right. Uh, you're you're right, Uncle. I've. Uh, I am. Yes, you. Yes. I'm sorry. I've uh, I've I've been very distracted lately. Um, sometimes all the all the all the knowledge that I've gotten from Akros, it's important. Of course, it's very important. Um, I and I I am future leaning. I'm future forward. And you can see, like, his brows sort of, like, furrow a little bit as though, like, he's saying things that he's not entirely, like, you know, he's just saying things. Uh, I'm future forward, but there is something to be said for the old ways, the traditions of our ancestors. And I think there's much that I could learn about the architecture. Listen, 
when I when we were at that fascinating grotto, I kept thinking that this would be the perfect place for an extension to the temple. Do you not? Which we should consecrate it to the temple to not just give to give the people those refugees and so on a place to come so they can yes yes don't you don't you agree and will you will you help me with this will you help me with this design uh, and i'm like holding your hand like really really tightly okay so there's two things here that of us is probably thinking one is that um probably moving into the lair of a forgotten god might be like you know uh, one that's hostile might not be a great idea but the second one is that miras is actually listening to him so which one of these two should win out? The funny one. The funny one. Yes, Miraz, yes, finally. You're listening to... Yes. We, it, it, would, it would be a great uh, show of uh, how far our temple has come. Yeah. Yes. How far? From Udiput to, to Bundervest. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. So that's Miraz. Excellent. Very good. Yeah. Because we have not, I think, established agenda for the Shrine Builder, you said, you meant every word of it. I was like, did he? And I thought to myself, well, some he might have, but uh, who knows? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that iteration of the Shrine Builder that we met, mm-hmm. the first one, was a woman. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think it's all Shrine Builders. It's, all sh- it's Shrine Builders all the way down. Way yeah. It's just like one, one on mm-hmm. top of the other. I'm a shrine builder. She was a shrine builder. He, she, we, shrine builder. Yeah. Actually, like uh, the gender is shrine builder, and the pronouns are shrine builder. Yeah. And this is this is in fact why uh, they had to like make their own religion is that nobody respected their desire to be a massive building. I mean, I'm saying this and I'm joking, but I'm also like, what if the temple was a person? Oh my god, that would be incredible. Yeah. So you know, uh, I shit posted myself. All the way back into seriousness. And that person's name, Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. That's the elephant's name. That's the elephant's name. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Albert <laughs> Elephantstein. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, does anyone else have any downtime? Um, there's nothing that needs to be done with regards to the, the golem that you know, that carriage that we took is, like, was there? Uh, no. Um... No, and we don't even need to reduce heat because we got yeah. a... Yeah, a wanted level. Uh, so we have three crew projects in case you're looking for something to do. We have Arcane Wards, New Claim mm. Clock, and the Chakrabortis Favor. Yes. Mm. You know what? Or you may have projects of your own, I don't know. But I just wanted to point out, like, crew yeah. things that are going on. Yeah, let me we could do some crew things. Let's have a look. How about this, um, before Abbas goes, if I may? Yes, you, you may. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Miraz w- wakes up, and the first thing he does is he works overnight, and then he hands Abbas a sheaf of like designs that push us towards uh, the completion of the Arcane Words clock. It's like, mm-hmm. I was just seeing these in my dreams. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe... I, I think they could be, and he's like being unusually like a uh, you know, deferential. Like, do you think, uh, do, do you think these could like, uh, you obviously know more about the occult than I do, uh, uncle. Do you think these could um, keep unwanted influences and away from us and so on? Um, I think they might work, but uh, you know, it's kind of like asking your opinion and he's like not sure of himself. 
Okay, so mechanically, could this be a joint downtime action where we both work towards this clock? Yeah, I can work on it, and then you can keep working on it if there's more. Is that a thing? Like, I mean, we, we just have this one scene, and then we just both roll yeah, whatever. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah, I but, think that's you know, fine. I, 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 I like these joint downtime actions for the character to just... What's up? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, yes, uh, of course. I'll, I'll be happy to look. Oh, Miraz, I... I don't know what happened down in that cave, but I think it's the best thing that happened to you. Finally, your eyes are open. <laughs> this is the moment that Zajizan comes in and says, Are you are supposed to be at bed rest. Okay? Just get out. I'm still in bed. No, no. The doctor to Amitabh told us very clearly, you have to be in bed. You have to take care of yourself. I don't know what. But the father, are... father, come here, come here. Look at these designs. Uh, do you think uh, this? I'm going to like. Uh, he's my, he's my uh, closest friend, mechanically. So I'm going to take a plus one for him. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. The reason I cut in here uh, is that well, I started the clock and I figured like I didn't want to leave it to someone else to finish. Uh, okay. But you know, I, sorry, I didn't want to leave all of it to someone else to finish. I want to work yeah. on it a bit. Yes, of course. That's a six, a six, one, three, five. Three so that's three ticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but look, these are very. I am so proud of Miraz. These are very good designs. Like, but though, of course, I think maybe with a little bit of tweaking here and there, they could be even better. You no, know what is even better than tweaking? Sleep. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, am I just study? Yeah, I think your brother is uh, just like yelling at you too much for you to get any work done. Like, what is wrong with him? Just like, let the boy sleep. So the arcade wards are almost finished, but not quite. Part of why I think it's a problem is that Miraz's designs are probably brilliant, but they make no sense to anyone except him. Mm. Right now. That makes sense. Look, look, isn't this amazing? And it's just a bunch of like absolute horseshit gibberish. Uh, no, I think what happens is that you have like successfully captured the the sacred geometry from your dreams. Mm. So you know you you understand sacred geometry. It's just that you can only express it in like mathematical formulas that Abbas and your father can't read. Very good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you have the sacred geometry, but you don't draw it. You you write out like the formula yeah. for it, and it's really really in, unintelligible. What, what, what is this J- Jacobian of the Matrix? What? <laughs> Who is Jacob? Uh-huh. Huh? Some, uh, some Akarosi, uh-huh. this one. Why don't you listen to our elders, el- like our Albaruni? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I forgot. I, f- I forgot the Yakubian transformation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So, I haven't thought about the Hessian of anything in like 10 years. So, or the Jacobian of anything in 10 years. So, you know, thanks for that. Uh, I mean, you're, you're one tick away, but... I should have been so glad not to know those words. You should be glad not to know those words, because they are terrible words. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Joan still has a downtime action, right? That is so. You don't need to uh, uh, really stress on account of... You don't have any. Yeah, exactly. Right. Draw mine out. It's very good for stress yes. relief. That's what they always say. No doctors recommend, but still... <laughs> Doctors won't tell you this one simple trick. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've been thinking, would it be fair to say that with trauming out and getting the obsessed about golems trauma, mm-hmm. uh, that would fulfill this clock? Yes. 
uh, Joan changes her mind about it. I was thinking that. Uh, I was, yeah, absolutely it does. I think it makes perfect sense. I'm so curious about what you've yes. changed your mind to. Well, they're, they're clearly, they're not scary ghost things that are terrible um, and, and should be stayed away from. It's, it's what I said when we were in the, in the golem, like clearly these are better mm. than people. Can I, can I suggest a mechanical benefit to you finishing this clock just because sure. I had an idea? I think it would be very cool if as a result of changing your mind about golems and as a result of mind linking with this big wax thing, if you now have a pocket golem somehow, oh, you like scraped it off of the big one that would be and so you just cool. add a new item to your sheet. That's wonderful. Hmm. Just a little like candle stub. Yeah, just a little guy that you have yeah. and can yeah. deploy for things. A little yeah. pet. Like very... Um... Agile, but it can get into places that no, nothing else can get into. I do wonder, is that's quite good. Like that's quite strong. Like, does it is it better to? I, mean, I don't know. Like, uh, is it better to be able to make such a thing? Like, be in a position to make one? I think. I think. Well, my next clock was going to be finding out how to actually make it. Oh. So yeah. probably, probably it allows me to create. Yeah, makes sense. So you don't have the thing yet. Yeah. We have a Chandler who hangs out at the temple all the time. I'm sure she would love to help you, the temple of the avatar of uh, the god that fucking absolutely berated her and destroyed her life's work yeah. by making it meaningless. Yeah, which yeah. is exactly why I'm going to hunt her now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, I want to make a new clock. Learning the ways of the Chandler. How big should this clock be, do you think, Tweet? Mm. I think that, like, uh, if you make it another six clock, then at the end of that, we will have done a 12 clock about golems. And then we can do, like, we can then we can talk about, like, something really big for you to get, right? Because this is the, this is step one. You are now making a clock to craft the little golem. Am I I'm understanding making, that correctly? Yeah, I'm making a clock to learn golem craft in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, maybe so, strange methods, really. Like strange the, methods that, could work. Yeah, yeah. And you get yeah. a thing, like you get the formula that you can make if you mm -hmm. do strange methods. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So you get strange methods, and your first new invention is mini golems. That makes sense. And I am going to gain this knowledge not in like the normal, personable way, because, well, that didn't work. So I'm going to steal it specifically from Shiama. Um, but it will begin by hunting her. And just kind of tracking where she might keep this sort of information and how I might use her to get it. So at this point, it's less stealing and more spying on her. Exactly. Very good. So I'm going to roll that. No bonus dice for now. And then a five. And it's a five. So, yeah, I mean, I think um, I think that like the reason, in fact, that you, you you it's not a six that you don't like get all the way there is I think on the way you spot another crow golem that belongs to House Nexus and. I'm curious to know whether your reaction here is to eat it or to not hurt it. But either way, I think like that kind of like occupies your attention for a bit, and you're unable to continue following Shama. Of course, the reaction is to eat Excellent. it. So uh, it's a delightful snack, and um, you are definitely getting on someone's nerves because you know they, <laughs> they they make these things like with a lot of care and attention. Okay, it's not like 
should should there be a clock for like the chanters are tired of your uh, shit? I mean, I think that it yeah. I was actually thinking House the Nexus, but I think for conservation of factions, we should make it the Chandlers. It's possible that I might introduce a single NPC from that faction later on, but I don't think we should have... Uh... I just had an extremely disturbing vision in my head now. If, like, Joan ma learns to manufacture golems by eating them, does that mean that she doesn't so much manufacture them as coughs them up like oh, hairballs? Oh. Just, like, spits up a blob of wax and it comes alive. Have you seen what Cloud I, I have previously held that image in my mind. Uh. <laughs> Oh no. Um, well, I'm going to tell you that nobody is either vomiting or shitting out golems. Um, so uh -huh. it's just a uh, fact. And so blows out our brief candle. I named the disciples of the ceaseless temple thus, with both their given names and taken. Saumitri called Tree. Zoheb called Klau. Prince, Emma, and Adyat called Soap. Intro music, Jalandahar by Kevin McLeod. Outro music in Kiravani Ragam by Yusri Nivas. Blades in the Dark by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions. Iruvian Playbooks by John Stone Metzger. Follow us at Desperate Attune on Twitter or email us at desperateattune at gmail.com. Support us at ko-fi.com slash desperateattune. They embrace, uh, Miras kind of pulls away and then he kind of looks at you and says, I've heard that guests are coming. Uh, let's see, every single time I've heard this phrase, it has been some Scotlanders coming in here asking us to help with their evolution. I'm sure it can't happen at third. Oh, wait, no, is that's what's happening, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Vickers looks a little awkwardly behind her at the three Scotlanders approaching. It's not Mary that's coming, right? It says. Joan from like a corner. Oh, hello, cousin Joe. I'm back from the hospital. Yes, wonderful. I, I was just on my way down. And she like kind of picks at her teeth and picks at something that she took out and picks it away. Have you eaten anything else interesting recently? I think one of my last memories was you eating, uh. Yes. Probably best better than your hospital food. <laughs>